0: Good morning. Uh, My name is David Trainer, and I've had the privilege of serving here uh, as our youth pastor uh, for over five years, and it's just been amazing, amazing, amazing. And so I'm so thankful uh, for the opportunity this morning to share with you um, some things that the Lord has placed in my heart uh, as it pertains to elephants in the family room. Um, You heard Pastor Tom mention that this isn't uh, a normal weekend for us, or it is a normal weekend in some in some ways, but every fifth Sunday this year, uh, we have decided to tackle. Uh, these topics. Elephants in the family room. Big things uh, in our family room that actually if we don't pay attention to, they can destroy the whole thing. Uh, they can, uh, they grow up and on the, as we try to address them, as we try to kick them out, there are things that really can just mess up the place uh, if we don't talk about these things. So that's what we're going to do today. Uh, and in light of the, the game that we played today, um, I have a picture of my family uh, growing up. I'll let you guess which one I am. <laughs> My family, this might be the same for you, but my family spent more money. All the pictures that we spent like the most money on turned out to be the most awkward. Do you guys know what I'm saying? If you like go back in your family books, all the normal pictures of us were, were great. But there I am on the right, uh, wearing glasses, my uh, sister Megan, my older brother Joel, and then my mom and dad. Um, so that was the family I get, got to grow up with. Um, actually, it's really cool this morning, uh, I'll just say. Uh, The fact that Jeff is going back to Gabon and we're praying for him to go back to Gabon uh, because that was where I spent the first 10 years of my life. Um, It was, it's a place that's very special to me. Uh, The people are very special to me. Um, And so I'm just so excited. It was so such a cool thing that he came uh, to hope and we had that connection. So if he's not here uh, when he gets back, it's because I've asked him to smuggle uh, in some de Manioc and some of these avocados, uh, uh, but I don't think he's going to do that. So, uh, so, but I've asked him to bring some food back with him, but but he has uh, not agreed to that. So, uh, so that's where <laughs> uh, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> now, so that that was my family growing up. Here's my family now. Uh, some of you may know us. There's uh, me on the left. Uh, my wife Anne Marie. Uh, we've been married just over um, five years. And then my mean muggin, uh, daughter, uh, Lennon, uh, in that picture. Uh, here, here's another picture of her. Um, that's her with her elephant. Um, and I love my family, like, very, very much. Um, I've, I've grown up just, uh, just with a wonderful, wonderful family. Uh, but I have come to realize that as we deal with the elephants in the family room that we face, they're not just family issues. Uh, they are people issues. So when we refer to family elephants in the room, we're are actually dealing with individual people. Because when we bring individual people and individual problems into a marriage or into a family, they develop into family issues, family problems. And so it really starts with us individually. And so we're talking about ele- elephants today. Um, so Lennon has an elephant there. Uh, and she's amazing because uh, one thing that's amazing about her is she can tell you what the elephant says. Uh, and so she doesn't know how to say elephant, but she can say, Brr! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you could ask her, and it's quite remarkable. She loves going to the zoo. Any other kids love going to the zoo uh, in here? Yeah. Uh, she loves the zoo. She loves uh, the elephant exhibit as we go in, uh, and she waves at him and says, hi, hi to all the elephants. It's just amazing uh, to see how fast she's learning and growing. But for some reason, uh, she calls elephants hippos at times. Uh, I think they look similar. So she does do that by accident, but she's learning the hippo, so. so that's what we're talking about. We're talking about elephants in the, in the room, elephants in the family room, things that we don't want to acknowledge that are there, but we should talk about them. And you know, like to be honest, I don't want to talk about this topic that I'm about to talk about today. Um, I am not smart enough. I am not bold enough to make a suggestion uh, that could change your whole family dynamic. Um, I do not have this elephant mastered in my own life, and based on many conversations I've had with other parents and kids and teenagers, um, I believe it's an elephant. In your family room as well, at times. So, if you are someone who's mastered this, I'd love to talk to you. Uh, fill me in a little bit more. I would love to know uh, and learn more about how I can I can grow in this area. And so that's why we're tackling it today. And so this next picture shows el- shows Lennon beating up the elephant. <laughs> uh, she's eating its nose. That's how we're going to go about this. Um, but I were to this morning, we have this picture because the message this morning is titled Family Fight Night. Uh, And in the running for other titles of this was Family Feud, How to Fight Right, Ready to Rumble, Dealing with Family Conflict, or Dealing with a Fighting Elephant. So let's pray, uh, and then we'll be off. You guys ready? Kids, are you ready? Were you guys with me this morning? Thumbs up if you're with me. Everybody, here we go. Let's pray uh, and ask God's help in this uh, this morning. Jesus, I come and I ask uh, you for your help. Um, Every family in here is so different. uh, And you've actually, you've made us so different. And only you, God, uh, know what each family needs. But God, I pray that this morning, that there wouldn't be something just for our families. uh, But because our families are made up of individuals, Lord, I pray that you would have something for each individual person in this room. Help us to be the sons, the daughters, the brothers, the sisters, the moms, the dads, the grandmas, the grandpas, the uncles, the aunts uh, that you long for us to be. Uh, Jesus, we need wisdom. We need, uh, we need you to open our hearts. We need teachable hearts. Uh, we need to understand your word clearly Uh, this morning. And so Jesus, I know that we can't do that apart from your, you and your work. So we invite you. I invite you in my life, Lord, as even I've been studying these things uh, and trying to apply these things in my own life, Jesus. Um, I believe they are from you because your word is true. So would your word not return void this morning as promised? Uh, We pray in your name. Amen. So I remember as a 16 year old, I went to driving school. Um, the cool thing about my driving school was my mom and dad taught it. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, the first day of class uh, when my mom and my dad took me out. It was like a homeschool thing where we just had to get our hours in. And I was about 16 years old. I hopped in the car with my dad. Um, how many of you kids, your dads are crazy drivers? Anybody? Yeah? <laughs> some, some over there. Um, I hopped in with my dad, and my dad thought I was a crazy driver. Um, All I did, the first time I was in the car, I pulled out, backed out, so far, so good. I went down to the end of the street. I stopped, so far, so good, took a right. But now there's this bending corner in a neighborhood that I thought... I got this. I can take this a little faster than usual. And I flew around this corner, and my dad kind of flipped out internally, which came out externally. Uh, and he... I don't remember exactly what he told me in that time, but I remember how I reacted. Uh, my dad made some sort of comment or criticism based on how I was driving, and I did not like it. But um, it, oh, I do remember pulling immediately back onto the street. So I turned right, and it curved around back to my street. I turned right, then left into my driveway, and I sat in my driveway. That was my first lesson. And my dad looked at me, and I don't remember what he said exactly, but I remember telling him, Dad, stop yelling at me. And you know what he said? He said, David, this isn't yelling at you. This is yelling at you! (laughs) (laughs) And I can't remember, to be honest, very many conflicts like that that I had uh, with my dad. And I would say, as I look at conflicts, most of them happen in the car, even with my wife. So I guess I may be be wounded (laughs) from that experience. Um, But we're we're here. Has anyone ever been in a moment like that where you just... Your emotions get the best of you. Your heart starts to boil. You start to have a conflict, and you go in, and you both end uh, just on different moments. You get out of the car, and you kinda, we, didn't, we didn't resolve it in that moment, and I'll get back to that a little later. Um, but have we ever been there? <laughs> I think so. Uh, I think most of us have because we're human. Uh, that would make sense. And so as we deal with conflicts like this today, and we're pertaining directly to family conflicts, I thought, you know what would be great because this isn't a family service? If we read a storybook. I love stories because stories bring perspective. You see, when we talk about stories, stories over time give us a perspective on life that we can't see on our own. Like we all want to understand how to love our neighbors, how to follow God, how to trust him no matter what, and we could listen to the facts of why we should. We can memorize verses. We can hear lectures on what will happen if we don't. Or we could look at a story. Because more often than not, the story will do more to help us understand and respond to the truth than all the explanation you give. Here's a guy named Stephen James. He writes, humans are rarely interested in truth unless it's wrapped up in a story. So let's read a story about a major, major conflict. Now, this isn't a Bible story. I don't want to tell you that. Uh, but through this story, I believe we will see many, many biblical principles. Monkey and elephant's worst fight ever. <laughs> let's read this together. One evening, Monkey set out to bring his best friend, Elephant, a surprise gift. But before he could knock on the door, he saw something shocking. Why? Why wasn't I invited to come to the costume party? I love costumes. Costumes. Feeling confused and a little bit tearful, Monkey ran off into the jungle. Thump, 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 thump. Why would Elephant leave me out, we do everything together. He helps me capture new pet rocks, nice throw, and paint beautiful faces on them. And we always watch pro wrestling together. I don't get it. Monkey quickly went from feeling sad to feeling mad. Monkey decided to get even. The next morning, Elephant was shocked when he discovered what Monkey had done. Why, why would Monkey do this? We're best friends. We do everything together. He helps me collect smells for my smell collection, even the hard-to-get ones. And we always watch pro wrestling together. I don't get it. Then Elephant got mad too. He decided to get even by giving the bunny family the keys to Monkey's house. Huzzah! The monkeys are moving in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Monkey retaliated by painting a face on elephant as he took a nap. I shall call him Bub- Bubba Rump. Of course, things didn't end there. They only got worse. My pet rocks! My smells! Eventually, an all-out war developed nobody knew exactly what had happened but they did know the island was becoming a very unsafe place smash boom monkey smashed my windows elephant crushed my swing set let's stop there so far so good right so after reading that intense story i have a question for you what causes fights and arguments among us turn to your neighbor and answer that question just kidding <laughs> don't do that because you know what would happen <laughs> we know what would happen all our fingers would start going like this we would be pointing to everybody else you did this you did that we would blame the other person if only everybody did what i told them there would be peace anybody ever think that Let me read a quote to you from Andy Stanley. Uh, I really like this quote. As long as you blame others for your unhappiness, you will always be unhappy. When you blame others for fights and arguments, you're giving control of your happiness to somebody else. You are handing it off to this person. I can't be happy unless you do something differently. Now, no one would do that on purpose, right? Put our happiness in other people's hands. But that's what happens. That's what we do when we point the figure and blame others for our circumstances and situations. And if we do that, we'll always be unhappy. If mom let me do this, if my kid only did this, and when our happiness is dependent on other people, we will always be unhappy. Unhappy. And so God's word actually has a lot to say about this. we're just going to look at a few verses today. uh, It's uh, the book of James. So let's look at them together. And and really, I just want to give you one basic point uh, today, the root of the problem, and then just a few practical ways that you can take home and start to say, hey, these are a few things that maybe uh, I can do um, to help me in my individual problem resolve conflict. So why do you fight? And argue this is from the nerf anyone love any kids in here love the nerf yeah awesome why do you fight and argue among yourselves isn't it because of your sinful desires they fight within you you want something but don't have it why do you fight and argue among yourselves you know, it comes down to one basic phrase one root of the problem here's the phrase ready I am not getting what I want. I am not getting what I want. You think of monkey, you think of elephant, you think of their situation, monkey is not getting what he wants. He once invited to the party, he did not get it. So what did he do? He retaliated at elephant and let him know that I didn't get what I wanted. What does elephant want? Elephant didn't get to play with his toys because they were thrown in the freezer, right? Monkeys' pet rocks were ruined. Elephant smells were all messed up. They were not getting what they want. And so some of you know what this is like. My parents won't let me go there. My kids won't tell me why they were late. My mom won't let me have that candy at the store. My wife won't understand my stress level. My husband won't come from work on time. My brother gets to Play video games more than me. My sister got a cell phone earlier than me. My cl- kids won't clean their room. My son disrespects me. My parents visit too much. My parents don't visit me enough. They never call. They always call. They try to run my life. They don't want to be involved in my life. They always tell me how to live my life. My mom has an attitude. My daughter has an attitude. I am not getting what I want. Right. Does that ring a bell for any of us? <laughs> <laughs> Those are just like the first things that popped in my head (laughs) that I put down. I didn't spend much time on the examples. Why do you fight and argue among yourselves? Isn't it because of your sinful desires? They fight within you. You want something, but you don't have it. So what? Let's look at the next one. So you kill. You want what others have, but you can't get what you want. So you argue and you fight. So you kill. Monkey is not getting what he wants. Elephant's not getting what they want. So what do they do? They kill. Not each other, but they kill their friendship. They kill their relationships. They kill the town that they're growing up in. And now all the town is mad at them, right? Everything begins to be destroyed because monkey and elephant are not getting what they want. And we all have desires, And our desires are spilling out on other people. You want something that you don't have, so you kill. You're willing to hurt somebody to get what you want. You're willing to harm your relationships with someone to get what you want. You're willing to shut people out and break men's because you're not getting what you want. Have you ever wondered why you were in conflict with the people close to you? It's because they're close to you. And the things you do... Affect what you want. And so what would happen if we just began to own that phrase? In every fight, in every argument, I am not getting what I want. And we understood that the other person was saying, I'm not getting what I want either. What would happen in our homes if we realized this? That our conflicts are not about you and what you want, or are about you and what you want, not them. What if you actually owned it? What if you chose to lose the leverage in your conflicts at home? What if we realize the problem actually starts with us? That we are simple people. That we have problems that create family problems. And if everyone in our family lost leverage, you probably wouldn't fight and quarrel as much. And what if today we apply a simple truth... I am not getting what I want because of the sinful desires in me and we're putting those on other people. Let's see what happens in this story, this monkey story. So the townspeople get together. This is amazing. And they come up with a plan to help. I skipped that part because it would take too long. <laughs> <laughs> the next morning, monkey and elephant woke up to a big surprise. Cockadoodledoo! Ahem! <clears throat> Dear monkey and elephant, the people of our tiny island demand that you two make up and hug before you can come back home. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> elephant, who is an excellent swimmer, was all set to swim back when cement shoes. <laughs> monkey, who could not swim, found a gift with his name on it. What's this? Maybe it's a jet ski. It was not a jet ski. Monkey had no need for a hammer and chisel, but he did not want to share his gift with Elephant. Back up one more. We missed a little important part. Can I see them, please? No way! All right, keep going. (laughs) Why should I share with you, former best friend? Because you owe me for releasing all my sweet, stinky smells. Well, I only did that because you ruined all my awesome pet rocks. You painted a face on my butt while I was sleeping, and I didn't do anything to deserve that. Look, that end is angry, and this end is happy. (laughs) Yes, you did. You gave the bunny family the keys to my place, and now they won't leave. Scram, no, 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 no. We're staying forever. No, no. You froze my toys. You had a secret costume party without me. No. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I saw everyone wearing masks. Oh, that wasn't a party. We were setting up a surprise wrestling tournament just for you. Monkey was so embarrassed. I, I, I should have listened. Should, I should have just asked you about it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. Not as sorry as I am. No, I'm more sorry. No, I'm more sorry. When the apologies and hugs ended, Monkey and Elephant worked together and made their way home. Ow, 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 chip, chip, chip. Everyone was happy to see them return. Huzzah! (laughs) They were even happier after Monkey and Elephant fixed everything they had broken. Later that night, the not-so-surprised wrestling tournament took place. Monkey and Elephant made the best team ever. Finally, things were back to normal on a tiny island. Well almost back to normal. The end. (laughs) Monkey and elephants, worst fight ever. All right, just a few things. I'll breeze right through these. These are six ways, and when I say six ways, I'm going to go boom, 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 because they're proverbs, they're things, they're just truths to help us fight right. Are you ready? Ready to go on a roller coaster ride? Woo! That'll be awesome. Uh, six ways. Now, these are not exclusive from each other, meaning if you don't do one of these, it can affect the other ones big time. Uh, they really work together and they all affect one another. That's kind of a domino effect. So number one, team up, fight for we. Uh, whenever we're dealing with conflict fights, um, it's just important. Some of you know these things, but replace a how can I win mentality with the how can we win mentality. You see, especially in family conflict, uh, when somebody wins, it's a net loss for the team. Uh, because if, if you fight in family, in anything else, sometimes if I'm fighting with the umpire to make, in uh, the, the, Little League Baseball to make a call, you can win, that feels good, kind of, like, hey, I got the call. But when you win in family, it's a net loss for the team, because everybody else loses or somebody else loses. So anything that doesn't contribute to the unity of your family is a net loss for the team. If I win... The family loses. The town put elephant and monkey on the same team, didn't they? And so how can you put yourself on the same team at home? Number two, speak up. A show in town. Look what Proverbs says here, Proverbs twelve eighteen. Uh, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Words are necessary in conflict. Words are necessary in moments when we're to be able to communicate. Communication is actually a gift from God. um, And without words, the simplest tools of communication, uh, we are limited. And so what are the things that you are communicating with your words in conflict? Are they helping or hurting the conflict? Are they reckless uh, or are they wise? As Proverbs says there. Uh, there are Proverbs eighteen twenty one I like that because twelve eighteen eighteen twenty one uh, says says this it says that our words either bring life or bring death that means we either have words that can bring death some of these in conflict look like this they're you acu- accusation words you do this you do that or you always, you never, every time, no one, or when we interrupt people, or when we cut down people, or we use words that personally attack somebody, those are all things that are words that lead to death. But then we also have words that lead to life. Um, Three words that we don't use uh, often, really, in our home, that are great words are thank you, please, and I'm sorry. Uh, We just don't use those as much as I think we could. So, um, words. What does it look like for you to speak life? Uh, This is really good. I want to share this. Um, We often think because we love somebody, they know we love them. And we can communicate what they want to them in love. But everything inside of them is telling you to prove it. As a general rule of thumb, people are willing to listen and learn from people who like them, and they won't feel like you feel liked by them unless they are known by them, and they won't feel known by them unless they prove it. And so the words that you say over time can prove to people how you feel about them, and they feel known, they'd be more inclined to receive direction. Consistent positive words lead... And, and lead in a positive direction, and in the same way, consistent negative words lead in a negative direction. I mean, that's so, so simple. I mean, how many times in our homes do we say, I love you, but, and then we say whatever we want. Why don't we replace that with, I love you, and, and say those things more often. Be more proactive with our words of encouragement. Uh, number three, uh, listen up. Seek to understand. Monkey and elephant began listening to other each other they started asking questions they started saying did you do this did you do this sometimes we jump to assumptions really really fast uh and we already have that assumption in our mind when we when when we go into something and so questions probe listening ask the question seek understanding don't listen to get your point across Uh, listen to understand number four uh we'll just keep moving on pretty quick mike i'm gonna wrap up here eat up Eat humble pie. Anyone know what eat humble pie means? I do this a lot. Uh, <laughs> I do this a lot at home <laughs> um, because my wife is really good at making pie. No. Uh, I eat a humble pie a lot. Four words that, we, that I am learning to say more and more often. I wonder when the last time you said these words are. Uh, but this is what Proverbs says. Look at this on the screen. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. You get that, kids? Kids, look at this for a second. (laughs) Well, everybody, everybody look at this for a second because we all need this. But whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. But whoever hates correction is stupid. That's crazy. And there are four things that we don't say often in our house. You were right. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And we actually, well, maybe we'll say those things if the other person says it. It doesn't take somebody else to eat up and eat humble pie for us to eat humble pie. Because eating humble pie is for the wise, the people who love correction. Calm down, temper your temper. Look at Proverbs 15, 18. A hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms a quarrel. You know those moments where your fists are clenched, James, you know what I'm talking about, and you start to turn all red, and you start breathing heavily. You probably don't get that way very often, but you maybe know some people who do, uh, and maybe that is us. Um, Temper your temper. Um, I don't know necessarily what that means. There's plenty of things out there uh, that talk about this. Some say ask for a pause, have a code word, something. But regardless as you feel those tensions rising, break away for a little bit, but remember to get back together. I think that's, that's an important thing. Sometimes we let the tempers rise and then we let it go uh, and then we actually bring those back in at a later point. So I'll let those things go. Number six, look up. Look at James, how James ends up here. This, we're going to wrap up here. So you kill. You want what others have, but you can't get what you want, so you argue and fight. You don't have what you want, because you don't ask God. And if you do ask God, it goes on to say that you ask with wrong motives. The problem isn't them, it's you. Now the monkey and elephant story is kind of missing this a little bit um, because that story could have gone actually a lot worse. You see, elephant could have thrown a party that wasn't for monkey and actually not invited him. How would that have turned out? And the reality is we need Jesus in these things. As our selfish desires take over. Check your motives before you start an argument. Post it on social media. Raging, sulking and stuff. Has it occurred to you to get on your knees and ask God what you want? Pour out to God. Is there something that I want for my husband, my wife, my daughter, my son, my father, my mother. And I'm not getting it. And usually we, when we pray, we pray at them. Like. Fix him, God. Change her. Help them want to go to church. Make them do the stuff that I want them to do. Has it ever occurred to you that what you want, you aren't getting because you're trying to squeeze it out of someone who doesn't have it in them to give it to you? You have not because you haven't asked God. We spend more time planning our approach as opposed to asking God what he thinks or wants. In the ideal family... When people are seeking Christ, there's a pause before the storm, the conversation, a come-to-Jesus moment before the issues are addressed. I want to recognize what I want, God, and what is it that I'm not getting? And I want it to be dealt with you. The problem isn't them. It's us. You know, it's... I think as we pursue Jesus, as we aim for him and his, the fruits of his spirit in his life, love, joy, peace, all these, all these fruits, You know, I think these things really begin to resolve as we aim for him. So this is how I end. I started with a driving story. I'll end with a driving story. My mom and I got in the car. My dad and I resolved things eventually. Uh, we talked about it. But we had a conversation that, hey, you need to tell me what you're thinking. You need to speak up. And I need to listen to what you're saying, Dad, uh, in order for me to drive and to do this right. And you know what? I was wrong for yelling. You know what? I was wrong for speeding around that curve. And we had this, this moment. Like, and then I got in the car, and then it turned into my mom and me. Uh, we, we started talking. And my mom said, David, if you just tell me what you're thinking, that'll make me feel better. So I started saying everything out loud. Stop sign ahead. On the right, this on the left. I see the red light, mom. The car is right behind me. And my mom was completely at peace. (laughs) Not completely. (laughs) Because then she knew what I was really thinking or not thinking. (laughs) No, but we began began communicating. We began saying, I began listening. Uh, She began speaking positively. Hey, that was good. Uh, Good job here. Good job there. Um, I I ate humble pie in those moments. Uh, Our tempers... Calm down, but we resolve those things, um, and there's, there are good ways to handle things as, as things come up. Uh, and so I hope if there's anything today, maybe one of those things you can relate with for you, um, a lot of us have heard these things before in different places, uh, and that's very, very true. Uh, but bottom line is we're not getting what we want, and oftentimes we need to ask God uh, to help us in these things. So let me do that, and then worship team can kind of come on up here, and then uh, we'll we'll sing in close. Lord, sometimes these messages about conflict and families and all these things have tri- tricks and tips and all these things that solve, will solve our issues. But Lord, bottom line is, oh, we need your help. Uh, there are things I know in this room, deep family conflicts uh, that, that are really, really hard, that it's not a simple tip or trick or, or strategy or something that will help. Uh, but Jesus, we need to ask you, God, we ask you for your help. There may be circumstances that are causing disunity in homes, people trying to win, anger in homes, deeper selfishness in homes, and we need your help to break these patterns. And in a lot of ways, we didn't even start these patterns, uh, Jesus, but they were, but, but we have them. Uh, and so we need your help uh, to resolve minor and major conflicts that we face with our immediate families, but also our extended families. Uh, we need openness to see our blind spots. And we need help, Jesus. And so we pause to ask you for it. These elephants are too big for us to handle on our own. And our families are not too far gone without your help. So by your spirit's work, uh, will you help us, encourage us, strengthen us, and give us wisdom uh, on how to move forward with these things. In your name we pray, amen.